Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Uncompressed. My name's Michael. And I'm Francisco. We really miss you guys. I know we haven't recorded in a while, but it's just because we're all busy. But today we're here just for you guys. We're here to fill you in on anything and everything going on in our little interests of the world. It has been a while, hasn't it? It really has. How long has it been since our last episode? Dude, it's been at least 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, my son just my son's in college. My son's in college. My yeah. daughter's a stripper. I don't know. <laughs> she went she went fucking AWOL. It's been a while. Okay, so in reality it's been like a few weeks uh, since our last episode, which sucks too because we have gotten a lot of good feedback on our last episode, which was titled CGI.zip. Yeah. So l- I'm gonna talk to you guys real quick about what the dot zip episodes are. Because we've gotten really good feedback and we really appreciate it. So we love dot, you guys. Yeah. So the dot zip episodes are episodes where we really take the time to like kind of script out what we want to talk about. We actually plan and not just bullshit like we. Usually yeah, do. yeah. We we actually plan it out, write out a script, write out a whole a whole just we write down the entire episode, and then we actually record it step by step and really kind of put a lot of production time into it just to give you guys the not only the best information but we make sure that it's all fact check. Um, and we make sure that it's all, um, you know, leveled out in terms of audio. We make sure that it's the best for you guys. So those episodes are going to be the ones that are going in depth to very specific topics. And then you're going to have episodes like this one where it's more of a casual little talk show between me and Michael. Which you love because we're fucking cool. Yeah. So what we're going to be getting to now, um, you know, we're, we're going to actually have these casual episodes and then. Oh, and know, just, just, you know, the, the, the title dot zip, whenever we do an episode oh, like so that. Cool. Is because our the our the name of this podcast is called uncompressed. So whenever you have a zip file and you you open it, you're uncompressing it, and whatever is inside of it is you know revealed. So, so we tried to be fucking cool with it. That's kind of the 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 not joke, but the, the depth <laughs> that we put into into thinking about the name of that episode. So that's that's what's gonna happen. And now. it hit us like a brick wall because right when we thought about it, we were like, oh my god, why did we never think about this? Yeah. So it's really cool. So look forward to those. So let's get started with what we're going to talk about today. All right. So what we're going to get into uh, is just kind of going around our different topics that we usually like to talk about and whatever's coming up. What I read about uh, just now, actually, was uh, the whole Google change. I actually like brought it up to you. Yeah. So Google, there's like a, like a huge thing. Like, like, if you like a reformat of their whole company. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So just real quick, if you don't know what Google is... You probably aren't even <laughs> listening to this podcast. You probably still use askjeeves.com. <laughs> you probably still have an AOL email address. That you're paying for. So Google is reorganizing like their entire company. So basically what's going on is the, the, the co-founder, Larry Page, announced that he's reconstructing the company. And, and they're in, opening a whole other company. Yeah, yeah. And he's, intro, uh, he's um, introducing the guy's name, uh, Sundar... Uh, Pete Shaw, I probably butchered his name, I don't know, but he, he's this really cool guy, uh, and now he's CEO, and he's shifting himself as the as the co-founder uh, to another company called Alphabet. He's the CEO of Alphabet. Yeah, yeah, so Google's just kind of going through all this kind of reconstruction of its company, we don't know where it's, uh, where it's headed, um, but apparently, the company Alphabet... The whole a, point behind it is so that they can actually separate mm-hmm. what each company handles. Yeah, God, so, this beer is awesome. <laughs> this beer is great. Uh, so what the company does, as far as Alphabet goes, is it handles what Google's usual like side projects are. 
So yeah, so we uh, we just kind of read up on this now, so we could be totally wrong. So yeah. go look at this up on Google for yourself if you if you want more information. But from what we understand, we Google is what Google is is basically just the search engine, ads, YouTube, Maps, Android. And the Google Play Store. Like, that's what yeah. Google is. It's nothing else. And then it has all these side projects that it's doing, like, glass and a bunch of science innovations. Yeah, and they a bunch of techn- they Yeah, a, a ton of, of technology stuff. stuff. So instead of all that being Google, Google is now a smaller part of an enormous company called Alphabet that's going to be handling all those side projects and all those little side organizations that is affiliate that is that are affiliated with Google. Yeah, when when I first thought um where when I first saw the article, I thought somebody had bought Google and I was like, "What the hell is going yeah, on?" Which is not the case. Which no, it's not. not. Cuz Google so, is worth more than planet Earth. <laughs> so, I'm telling you it's kind of it is kind of. <laughs> so they're doing that. It's really cool. Um, it's really cool that they're doing a separation. That way they can each focus on their own projects. And I think that Google needs a whole separate company and team to focus on those side projects. Because, for instance, things like Google Glass, um, really great idea. It didn't take off as well as they wanted it to. So I think if they have a whole dedicated mm-hmm. which side, to that. which side? No, I don't know if you if you know about it, but they when Google Glass kind of didn't take off as well as they hoped, they kind of shut it down and they said we're going to get back to it maybe sometime in the future. Nobody knew. They just if, put a pin in it. Yeah, and nobody knew if that was the case. If they put a pin in it, and they were just going to put it in a drawer and forget about it. But it turns out that they've already come out with a, a Glass 2.0 project where okay. they they already have like renderings of what the new Google Glass is going to look like, and it's going to have a bigger prism and stuff. But that's all stuff for a later episode. Yeah. It kind of it kind of sucks when you start losing money on like a project you've invested so much on in like like for instance what Tesla's going through right now they mm-hmm. they lose about four thousand dollars off of every car they sell yeah uh, that was another article I didn't get read into depth as to why but uh, right now it's just because uh, of their uh, like what they're actually making back from it yeah which we like like he like Michael just said like we didn't really look into it like really in depth but from what we understand they're losing money. It might not even be four thousand dollars. They're losing a certain amount of money on every Model S Tesla that they sell, which could mean a whole lot of things. It, could, it has a whole plethora of, uh, of of factors that play into what that means. The good thing is that they're about to launch their Model X, yeah. which is more of like an SUV type, which mm-hmm. I think that people are waiting on because you know they have people with bigger families. I'm waiting that, on it. Yeah. <laughs> That you know, these are people like families that are willing to invest in a vehicle like that, but they only had the Model S out, so yeah. that'll be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And another thing that we found out about today that was really exciting is the whole thing that's going on with NASA and the, and the space station right now. So uh, earlier on in June, they they were planting uh, lettuce there. I think it was July. Was it? Yeah, I think it, I read it was July. We're idiots. Hey, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. There's they were planting plants. Uh, in space, and this is something that hasn't been done before. It's like it's really exciting because the re- the reason this is exciting, if you if you don't understand the concept behind it, is that if we ever are going to do really long manned missions to other worlds, let's say Mars, for example, we need to be able to grow food in space. Yeah, because you can only take like a certain amount of stuff on your ship. Yeah, exactly. And the the effects of of, of zero gravity or microgravity uh, on 
just the human body itself is is really it's Crazy. unknown. Yeah, yeah, we we don't understand exactly what the implications of of zero g for a really long period of time are exactly. Um, so we let alone whether or not plants are going to be able to grow in that kind of environment. So they planted lettuce, they grew it, and today for the first time they ate this vegetation that was growing in space on the space station, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge space geek, it, it, so it, really awesome. it blew my mind, and I was having a, a blast. Just there's a video on YouTube of them actually eating it, and the joy that you can see, like this is scientists just having an amazing time and they're just eating lettuce. Like it's nothing like they haven't like discovered anything like, like mind blowing or anything. They're just having a good time rejoicing in an, in, in an experiment that was successful that could have huge implications for the future. Like you could see just the joy in their faces as they're just eating this lettuce uh, out of a box. It's awesome. Yeah. And something that I saw that was really cool was the fact that uh, they didn't just grow this and just eat it all at once. They actually had the plants growing a little bit sooner, uh, but that batch came down. I don't know what I don't know if it was with the last mission, but they actually tested it in the lab to make sure that it was safe to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. they, they, they brought it. They brought it back to yeah, Earth. They brought it back and tested it yeah. out. So then, um, but now I saw when they uh, when they went to go eat it. When you were watching the video, you saw that he actually had to clean it with a certain type of like. Uh, uh, liquid on a cloth and mm-hmm. he just kind of cleaned the lettuce first and then that's when they went ahead and ate it it's really it's really cool like and just to think that this can lead to like you know further explorations that we can actually start growing food within a shuttle uh that way we can not have to worry about the food supply uh it reminds me of the martian actually <laughs> it yeah, really does yeah, like that because... that whole part where he's like just worried at the very beginning about growing food and trying to find the right soil and creating the right type of environment mm-hmm. for the plants to grow just today reminded me specifically about that. Okay, so if you guys don't know, The Martian is a book written by Andy Weir. Andy Weir. And it's an amazing book. If you guys haven't read it, you need to go read this book. It's so awesome. Uh, and like Michael said, there's there's this, this growing worry at the very beginning of the book because um, Mark Watney, the main character, gets stranded on Mars. And FYI, it's written like it's a, his personal journal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautifully written, and it's Andy's Andy Weir's first book. Yeah. So it just the fact that it's his first book and it's so great, it it blows my mind how great this book is. Um, so Mark Watney, the main character, has this this problem, this huge ordeal right off the bat, and that's food. Like, how is he going to survive long enough? for a return spacecraft or a return rescue mission to come get him. Yeah, Um, and the cool part is that he's actually, like, not one of the main astronauts. He was just taken along with the trip as as far as experiments. Yeah, Yeah, like that. And he's a botanist. That's what he went to school for. So just hearing his actual, like, intelligence level on botany was the main cool thing because, you know, obviously he has to figure out how to grow food because he starts with a certain supply of food. But he's already figuring out in his head, like, how many months ahead this is going to last. Yeah, and how many calories I'm going to have to eat per day. And how does this translate into how much food I can grow in the hab, which is where he lives uh, on Mars. Um, And, yeah, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it because I finished the book. Michael's still reading it. Um, so hopefully he finishes that soon and then we're going to be able to talk about it. Yeah. I, I'm only a little bit into it, but it, it's awesome yeah. so far. And, and it actually has some like comedic relief points that are really good. It's so good. For instance, when he's just, uh, you know, trying to make the soil, he's already knowing in his head that he's going to have to use like, 
you know his his fecal matter as soil and it's mm-hmm. just so yeah because it needs bacteria it. in order to go yeah. another thing is that this movie if if you haven't already found out this movie is also being made into a movie next year you mean this book is being made into this yeah this book <laughs> is gonna be made into a movie next year it's gonna be directed by ridley scott yeah and it's gonna be awesome uh matt damon is gonna, gonna play the main role yeah. is gonna play mark wani i'm super super excited yeah, definitely great. Definitely go out and read this book. What other books are you reading right now? Well, right now, uh, I started that one, uh, still getting through it, and I started Ready Player One as well, mm, Ready which Player has been one. awesome so far. So when I read The Martian, that very, very quickly became my like my all-time favorite book. And then I read Ready Player One, which is a book written by Ernest Cline, another person's first book that was published, and that one topped The Martian. So Yeah, and the funny part was that you brought the book up to me, and I was like, oh, my God, I totally have that book. I forgot that I had actually – I'm a subscriber of Loot Crate. Uh, if you guys don't know about Loot Crate, it's just like a, a monthly service that uh, you pay about 20 bucks a month and you receive a box. And every month they have a theme and it's like just full of like geeky stuff. And it's awesome. And I received that book and I was so excited to read it. But like I said, life gets busy and I, I didn't have a chance to pick it up. And then he brought it up to me and I was like, dude, I totally have that book. And it blew my mind that you had the book. And <laughs> yeah. I was super excited. You mentioned it to me and I just sent you a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, what? Yeah. And then I cried in the corner for a little bit because I was so excited. <laughs> So the, this book is about it. Oh man, it's so cool! It takes place in the year, uh, in about the year twenty forty four. So in the not too distant future, and it has to do with virtual reality, and it's just full of like the, the oasis. Yeah, it's just full of the most nerdy, geeky references. Yeah, all, all types of fandoms that you can possibly think of, from video games to movies and books. And, and it's like from the eighties and nineties and up. Like yeah, it's it's so good. It's so good. So so the main character, his name is. Um, Wade Wade Watts and the in the, in this book the the world is kind of going to shit. Yeah, they, and, they they're worried about like famine all over the place. Uh, yeah, overpopulation. And it, it's crazy to think though because these are all the things that um like everything that that was showing that was going on in the world, it's kind of the beginning of it now. Yeah, it's going on and now. Saying as yeah. if like we didn't make changes or take care of this, mm-hmm. that's exactly where we're at at that. Yeah, point. yeah. So, so in the in this book, this guy named um, James Halliday invented a, a a virtual reality world called the Oasis. And if every, any of you guys have seen Sword Art Online, just just picture that in your mind. Yeah, it's like exactly it's exactly like Sword Art Online. Great it's a, fucking show. It's a, it's, a, it's a huge world like huge world universe basically inside of a virtual reality um just program like a game and the majority of the world's population spends most of its time in the oasis because the, the world the, is so yeah shitty. because the real world is so shitty but um the 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 whole part of the, the whole main thing plot of the story is that uh James Halliday is deceased and he left his fortune and ownership of the oasis to whoever can find the easter egg some some hidden gem or whatever that he that he hid inside of of the game yeah and, and he to lets get, people know basically like he leaves an almanac behind just containing a whole bunch of information about, about his, his life and his life yeah yeah and, and basically a lot of information from there he tells everybody that they have to kind of have his same personality, his same interests, and know what he yeah. loves. So the main character, so the main character Wade Watts, he studies everything about James Holiday. He knows everything about his life, everything about his interests, everything about 
everything you could possibly know about a person this guy knows about James Halliday. So the whole part, the whole thing about the, about the book is that you have to find three keys, and they're all hidden by these riddles, and they're rid- they're riddled, they're hidden by riddles, and they're riddled all over the all over the oasis <laughs> by, by the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's his best friends that that help him out, which are, are uh, a female character named Artemis and another character named H. And they they go on this crazy adventure finding these uh, these keys and trying to to win the oasis because of these this this evil corporation um, called IOI that's trying to find the Easter egg before everybody else and basically turn the oasis, oasis into a profit yeah into into this just massive profit thing and it's it's terrible what that company is trying to do but the book is amazing so Ready Player One yeah yeah I can't talk I can't talk anymore about it because Michael has to finish this one either <laughs> so I have to shut up so if you guys love you know science fiction uh, adventure stories that's uh, from what I get from it that's what it is so far and it, it's been an awesome experience so mm-hmm. far and and this whole book like it takes place like it has to do with the virtual reality and all that stuff and this book was written before like Oculus was a thing mm-hmm. so the the author is like very very skilled in uh, in terms of that earnest shout out to you man you're awesome <laughs> and if you guys don't know what Oculus is just listen to our past episodes yeah, yeah. we talk about so much virtual reality yeah and speaking of virtual reality uh, space VR. <laughs> Not that we want to mention it again, but yeah, Space talk, VR. Yeah, we talk about it every episode, and we're I know, really sorry. but it's like we're just so excited about VR. It's great. Uh, but Space VR, they actually launched. Uh, it's a company that launched a Kickstarter campaign. They're trying to raise five hundred grand to, uh, to sustain them themselves and their projects for a year. But what they're basically doing is they want to make an uh, like an interactive three D world. But from the ISS, from the International Space Station. So they're actually, they already built a camera uh, that they can put on the space station in a certain pod that you get a view of the entire world. And that camera takes a 360 degree view and you can actually tune into it and experience it and, and, and feel what it is like to just see the world from out there. Yeah, and, there, and the reason this is so important is because I was talking to Michael about this before we even heard about this a couple of days ago. And I was mentioning that astronauts have once once you meet an astronaut who has gone into space and seen the earth as a whole you know no borders just a small blue marble in just enveloping darkness the pale blue dot yeah they come back with just a whole change of perspective on what it means to be a human on this tiny dot in space and everybody should be able to understand that feeling and i think that's a huge deal because when, once you realize how small we are and how insignificant, um, like just the the world seems to be from that perspective, how fragile and how important it is to preserve the environment and all those and all those things, it just makes the world a better place if everybody thought like that. So, super excited to to see this come to life. They're on Kickstarter right now. If you want to help fund them, back them up, um, they have a lot of cool prizes and stuff for anybody that backs them up. So. Just check them out. Um, I think it's what was it? Space VR. Yeah, Space VR. Just yeah, look ju- for that. Just look that. Just look for that, and and definitely back them because they they've they've only been out for like two days, and they yeah. have the rest of the month to go. They already have like nine grand, but they're trying to raise five hundred grand. Yeah, so, so let's help them get there. Going back it, even if it's like a dollar, like think about it. You're paying a buck, and you can go and like see the fucking world from outer space, like live mm-hmm. it's great mm-hmm. uh so yeah definitely go check that out yeah <laughs> so something else we kind of wanted to touch on movies 
Ant-Man. Ant-Man. <laughs> now, now the rules are reversed over here because I've read the books that he hasn't finished yet, and I haven't seen Ant-Man yet, so you don't need, you can't spoil anything for me on this one. I know, I know, I won't. But Ant-Man was amazing. I went to go see it. Um, I haven't heard any reviews about it, so I don't know what everybody else thinks about it, but I loved it. Marvel did a really great job on this, and one of the things I was mainly worried about was that they were doing like an origin story of Ant-Man, and I realized that it wasn't Hank Pym that was Ant-Man. You know, it was somebody else. Uh, I won't give away any info, but... Please don't. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but the good thing is it, it wasn't an origin story. It, it, it was kind of like a passing of the torch story, which I loved. Uh, they did a lot of special effects in it, but the special effects were very crisp. Um, a lot of CGI, obviously. The, this, this type of movie, you need CGI. But they did a very good job with it. And, um, like, as far as, like, making it look, like, just perfect, it was, cinematically, I loved it. And um, the science behind it was very intriguing. Like, it it looks like they actually did a lot of research. And I'm a science guy, so (laughs) if I'm disappointed by the science in this movie, (laughs) I will give it a bad review. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not something that's, you know, know it's right now. I know it's fictional, but but the the science behind it, you know, the way they they make you feel about it Mm -hmm. is really awesome. The villain... Uh, they did a really great job with the villain. Uh, the guy who plays his role, can't recall his name, but he's actually from House of Cards. And I love his role in House Kevin of Spacey? Cards. No, not Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not the main role of House of Cards. But he's a really great act- actor, and he, he did a good job with this one. Um, Paul Rudd did an amazing job. Uh, Michael Douglas. I, I just really loved it, and I'm excited to see where they go with it. Uh, and definitely stay for the uh, the Easter eggs and the you know the the previews at the end to see what's going on in the future of Marvel. I loved it, loved it. Mm, yeah, another Marvel movie that's coming out is Deadpool. Deadpool looks fucking awesome. If you haven't seen the Red Band trailer, you have to see it. Like I know they have like the trailers, but look for the Red Band trailer specifically, so, like the unedited version, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is going to be great. I'm so I, I saw that. I saw that trailer, and one, I'm super excited for the movie. Like more excited than I've been for a movie in a while. And two, the the trailer itself. One, it did. It didn't give. I'm going all on the all these numbers. One, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> the the trailer itself. It didn't seem like it gave anything away about the movie. Um, no, it didn't. It, it just. Oh man, it's so good. It's so good. And the and just the trailer was hilarious. I love the so reference funny. that they, he kind of did a knock on the Green Lantern movie he did because yeah he, he he was just like just, yeah just make no. sure the costume's not green or animated yeah yeah <laughs> that like. He was such a great Green Lantern, and I love him for that role, but I feel like everything surrounding it, the writing, the producing, the special effects, they were just garbage, and they didn't make it the movie that it should have been. And Green Lantern's actually my favorite superhero, by by the way, so I was very picky when it came to the movie, and I just did not love it the way I wanted to. So just the fact that he picked fun at that, it was hilarious. I liked it a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Super stoked for that. And Suicide Squad, too. So many Marvel movies. I know. The, uh, like, 2016 Mar- is, did I say is say Marvel? the year. Yeah, it's Marvel, man. Suicide Squad? That's oh, DC. no, no, no. no. I, I thought you were talking about Deadpool. You know, no. DC is going to have a good year, too. We have Suicide Squad. So mm-hmm. if you haven't read the New 52 comic books for Suicide Squad, 
absolutely go do that. Um, even if you're not a comic person. Yeah, you're, even if you're not. Like, the good thing is, like I said, they, they restart, rebooted the series. So you can see, like, the origin story uh, of what's leading up to the movie. I don't know how much of the story they're going to use from the comic books, but... It actually looks really good. I was disappointed a little bit in some of the cast that they picked, but then when I saw the trailer, I was like, all right, this yeah, could work. Yeah, so let's talk about Jared Leto being uh, the Joker. Well, I actually wasn't disappointed when they picked him. I was skeptic because I was just like, I don't know. Same, same. Yeah. So here's the thing. When they, they released that image yeah. okay, of him as the Joker, everybody was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this they're gonna ruin the Joker, blah 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 blah. Heath Ledger did it better, but then in the trailer you get to see you know him act and not just an image. Yeah, um, and that kind of just took me back a little bit. Yeah, I was just like, that laugh was, he came out with that maniacal yeah, laugh. Yeah, I was like, he might be a bad ass Joker. Yeah, I'm actually super stoked to see. I, it. I've actually seen a lot of posts on Instagram about it, and it, and what they're doing and what, what are I love doing on Instagram all the time, just all the time. <laughs> I'm on there all the time. <laughs> No, but what they did is they were actually separating each Joker because at the end of the day, you can't compare them to each other. Each mm-hmm. each Joker that is played in the movie so far has their own personality. Mm-hmm. And so, that's what makes them great at their role. Exactly, know? exactly. And, and, you know, we have the original one with uh, Tommy Lee Jones from 1989. Mm-hmm. Um the Batman directed by Tim Burton and mm-hmm. what they described him as was the gangster. You know, mm-hmm. if you see like his costume, he's very old school 1920s gangster. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way he acts like a boss. <laughs> okay. But then you see Heath Ledger and they describe Heath Ledger as the anarchist. You know, mm-hmm. he, all he wants is to create a complete fucking craze in the world. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Exactly. So that's what his personality was, and he did it, like, on fucking point. Mm-hmm. And then what they're describing the new Joker as is just the complete psychopath, which if you read the Suicide Squad right now... or That's even, what he is. He's a yeah, psychopath. Or even the new Batman comics, that's exactly what he is right now. He's a complete psycho. He does... Not have regard for anyone at all. He doesn't care about anything. He's just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm excited to see because yeah. that's a, that's a Joker interpretation that we haven't seen yet in in a film. Exactly. So and, and, and what I like is that DC is being a lot more open and honest about being dark, mm-hmm. uh, which they're not scared to show in their movies. So I'm really excited for that. I'm really mm-hmm. excited for Batman vs Superman, which is coming out. And the new trailer they released was so awesome. You saw it. I haven't seen the new trailer, no. What the hell's wrong with you? No, <laughs> I saw the trailer when we when we went to see uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron. Okay, so this one's a little di- bit different. Yeah, I haven't and seen that one. Don't spoil I, anything. Okay, I won't, I, I won't spoil it. Okay, but... We're not going to talk about it, guys. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so go see the trailer. Look it up. Uh, they have all the official trailers I'm going to look it up YouTube. with you guys. All right, we're going to do it. <laughs> but... Movies, guys, 2016. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Get excited for it. And of course, you always know we're going to do a spoiler cast right after an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Except for Ant Man, because this dude hasn't seen it yet. Well, we're going to do a spoiler cast after, after I see Ant Man. We will. <laughs> I promise. Okay. Do you guys listen to music? Because I listen to music sometimes. I listen to music probably at least 85% of my day. 
Mm. Which is a lot of my day. If you guys notice a little bit of a jump cut there, it's because everything just went to hell and we had to, <laughs> edit, <laughs> we, had to edit things a little bit. <laughs> we had to, we're, we're human, guys. We had to cut some stuff out. Um, but as far as music goes, I don't know if you guys know, I am completely obsessed. I am an audiophile. And I do post music on our Twitter. So if you ever want to go you know, check out some cool music, just check our Twitter account. I post stuff straight from Spotify so you guys can check it We've out. We've gotten a lot of feedback from our 30 followers <laughs> on Twitter right now. And we love you guys so much. You're the best. <laughs> Actually, my, my really good friend, uh, I met him here. I worked with him you know, right. where we work. And um, we have jobs. We do have jobs. <laughs> um, and he actually ended up moving to Georgia, and he's studying a lot. Uh, he's studying art over there. He actually told me that his school and his class they were talking about CGI uh, versus practical effects, and then he just happened to remember that we recorded an episode about it. Oh yeah, he told me about this. This was so cool. <laughs> yeah, and he said he had actually ended up playing our episode uh, for his class, and actually like. It turned into a whole discussion between the class about, you know, what we talked about and how it's affecting the world and the, you know, what they're doing in movies. And I got so excited. I was just like, people are hearing us. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know your friend, but I'm just going to give him a shout out right now for being awesome. Thanks, Jose. Ah, uh, Jose. <laughs> Uh, Jose does a lot of great art. He's getting like ridiculously awesome. I remember when he was living here, he was actually working on a sculpture of Venom, mm. and it came out amazing. He did such a great job of it. So, um, you know, if you guys want to go see him, I'm going to post his uh, his Twitter and his Instagram on our Twitter. So just for being can... awesome. Yeah, just he... for being awesome. Oh, such a cool guy. Shout out, Jose. <laughs> I'm going to go visit you soon. But yeah, his class started you know, discussing about this, and they actually got really into it. And that's what we want to do. Our whole purpose is to start discussions, mm-hmm. to give you guys knowledge, so that we can argue about shit, because that's what we love doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm really good at arguing. <laughs> so back to the whole music thing. What we're going to uh, like do just this episode, we're going to give you like top five songs right now that we're kind of listening to. Oh, yeah. Because Francisco listens to a lot of music, too. I actually listen to podcasts more than I listen to music. So <laughs> I only have one song on this list of top five, and the rest are mics. But hey, check this out. So one thing that we really like about music is the music videos that go along with them. Yes. So one thing that makes a good music video is that it has to be a good music video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good job. <laughs> no, but we like when, when music videos, not only do they depict what they're talking about, but they just like reach into your fucking heart and just grab it. Like, mm. like from Indiana Jones, like just fucking grab your heart. Mm. Kalima. <laughs> Kalima. <laughs> but the, the main song we're talking about with this is we discovered a group called Delta Heavy. They do a lot of electronic music. Uh, and whatnot, and they do this music video called Get By, which is amazing. Just look it up on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, okay, so we're not gonna ruin this for you. No, guys. I'm gonna fucking ruin it just so you guys can see it. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 okay, so we're, we'll talk about it, but we're not gonna ruin the. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so you gotta listen to Get By and watch it to the very end because it's so cool. So, in, in the music video, what happens in the music video? You tell me. So what they do is, you know, you actually see a vinyl record at first, and then they... Oh, man, uh, you're going frame by frame. Yeah, frame by frame. <laughs> they they put that vinyl record on the player, and that's when the music starts playing. And what they end up doing is they, they take a whole bunch of old-school board games. So you'll see anything from Battleship to and Hungry Hungry Hippos. And Scrabble. And fucking and Scrabble. And chess and Connect. Yeah, a whole bunch of games. And what they do is they put 
everything on a wooden table, but it's like a chef's table. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's arranged to look like all the game pieces are moving. To, to the audio To the audio form. of the music, yeah. So it, it shows like the waveforms on the table. Uh, and then what the chef, I guess you would say, does is he actually takes these game pieces and every time it breaks up into like a little dubstep part, he starts smashing and cutting the pieces and mm-hmm. puts it in like a meat grinder. And the thing is, you don't know what the hell is going <laughs> you on. You don't. Until, until the, the very end. end. Which we're not going to spoil it for you. Yeah, watch but, it. Get by Delta Heavy. Yeah, but but the ending just brings everything full circle and you're like, oh. And you're like, oh, awesome. this makes sense. Yeah, it was funny because I was watching it and like maybe like 40 seconds in, that's when Francisco noticed what I was watching. He's like, what's going on there? And then by the end, we're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a nerdgasm about that one. Music videos, guys watch them oh yeah <laughs> not everybody yeah. just makes videos of like asses popping and titties showing and yeah stuff. this was a really good one what's another song that, so wait was it, are we numbering these these are in no particular no order. no no they're not in an order at all no. so, so. Uh, they, like just know we're not rating them or anything like that this is just like our, our top five songs at the moment so mm-hmm. i'm gonna let francisco talk about like his song of the week okay so my song is called the commander thinks aloud um, and it was written after the uh, the space shuttle Columbia disintegrated on a reentry, and unfortunately with the loss of all hands, all seven hands on board. So um, this guy, his name escapes me right now. It's John some John Roderick, I think, um, and or Roderick, I don't know. Roderick sounds right. I don't know. Roderick. Uh, I don't know. Italian or something. <laughs> Roderick. <laughs> but th- this guy wrote a song called "The Commander Thinks So Loud." Uh, and it's it's about what he thinks the commander or anybody on board the Columbia might have been thinking on re-entry. And it's just the most, like, touching song. Like, if you really listen to the lyrics and really think about being on board the Columbia when it went down, it'll just, like, it'll hit you hard. It'll yeah. hit you hard. It really did. It was the first time I heard it. He showed it to me. And it, it, it does get like really depressing because you're thinking about it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of touches you hot. Yeah, super creative song. Loved it. So that's, that's and, mine. And what, what's funny is that uh, the, we found a video of Adam Savage. Yeah, okay. This, song. this is weird because we, if you don't Adam alre- Savage is our hero. Yeah, if you don't already know, Adam Savage is, is like the, he's the epitome of greatness to both of us. And just like out of nowhere, I'm like, I'm looking up the song. I think it's really cool. And then I just see him singing, singing the, the song, song. <laughs> like live. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And you life. were like, what the fuck? And I looked at you and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, why is he and everything awesome? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I tweeted at him and he didn't even reply. I was like, why are you amazing? And he was like, I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> It's okay. Adam Savage has better things to do. But no, seriously, if you guys really want to see Adam Savage do some amazing stuff, uh, you can go to Tested.com. We're on there like 24-7. They're always posting amazing videos. Mm. Um, He actually is... Well, I'll I'll talk about this later because right now we're still talking about music. Yeah. What's Uh, number three? What's number three? So number three that I've been listening to, I've been really hooked on. There's an artist and his name is Trevor Wesley. And he sings this song called Chivalry is Dead. And this song is just made for the gentleman. Uh, You know, kind of singing to the girl, telling him how he wants to treat her and just being really chivalrous. And if you guys want to see a video, just just, um, look up the song. And 
you'll see this kid, I, I forgot his name, I think it's like Ian something, and he dances with his girlfriend, and they're like at a, at like a Jamba Juice, mm-hmm. and, and they do this dance, and it's the reason I fell in love with this song, like, it, it, it just, it's perfect. Um, your friend actually was just here recently, and I played it, she's like, oh, God, yeah, what yeah, is this song? yeah, I'm gonna talk about Michaela for a second. <laughs> So Michaela is is one of my really good friends, and she came to visit me not too long ago, and she had an amazing time talking to to Michael because she loves music. So if if you're listening to this, Michaela, you got to listen to every single. And we went rock climbing, and it was awesome. Uh, Yeah, we had really a lot of fun rock climbing with you, Michaela. So if you if if you're listening to this, listen to all these five songs because they're you're gonna love them. Yeah, she knows Chivalry is dead. She actually, uh, after I showed her the song, uh-huh. she tweeted, um, and all she said is like she put little music lo- oh, notes. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw uh, that saying tweet. Chivalry is dead. I saw that tweet. And Trevor Wesley actually like favored her tweet. Oh yeah, and she died. <laughs> yeah, she did die. Yeah. just a little bit, <laughs> just a lot of bit actually. It's, yeah, she was like, oh my god, I'm freaking out. And she sent me a screenshot. It was funny. Yeah. All right. Anyways, number you, four. We love you. So number four is The Hills by The Weeknd. This song is I, it's the embodiment of just sex. It's oh, it's just that, that that's the only way I can describe this. <laughs> that, that's it. That is it. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you if you want a great song to just like like blast in your car and just feel the bass, this song is amazing. Uh, the weekend always does a fucking great job every single time. Uh, he's actually number one on the charts right now with his song "Can't Feel My Face." Um, and, and it's amazing. So go listen to that. And then the last one I'm going to throw in there. Not a new song, but it's something that I discovered recently and I absolutely love. I had actually never heard of the group called Alabama Shakes. Discovered them recently. And then I saw them uh, performing on Saturday Night Live. That was the first time I saw them. And they were performing live. And they performed this song called Give Me All Your Love. And it completely just like stole my attention right at that moment the 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 lead singer has so much soul in everything that she sings and and when you actually see this band all together they don't look like a a a group that you would see like hanging out together but their music together is just completely awesome it was really great so yeah we we've listened to all these songs and they're really awesome so like we just hope you listen to them and enjoy them. If we can, we don't actually know if uh, if we're gonna be able to do this right now because of the where we host our podcast. But if we're able to, we're gonna put the links to everything that we talked about in the show notes. So if you're listening to on an uh, to this on an application, you can uh, you can just just tap the link links. and yeah, yeah and read just go everything. everywhere that we talked about. So it'll be cool. Speaking of links, something I recently shared on our uncompressed Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes, guys, we have a Facebook now. <laughs> <laughs> Go like the page. We're getting with the times. <laughs> Francisco did not want to do it at all. No, I hate Facebook. <laughs> but uh, something I posted on there was actually a link of something that we saw in BattleBots. Mm-hmm. BattleBots. So BattleBots. BattleBots is something that we just recently got into. Yeah, because I couldn't figure out where the hell to watch it, and then mm-hmm. I found out that it you was on just, their website. Yeah, which... you can just literally watch it on ABC. <laughs> it was too simple. I didn't think about it, uh, but. It's their new season, so they they just completely revamped the show. Um, If you guys used to watch BattleBots back in the day, it hasn't been on for a couple years. But it's just about teams that actually build their own robots. And these are not just people, regular people. They're like engineers and um, And scientists and and craftsmen. Yeah. yeah. And they get together and they just build a robot that will battle another team's robot. But they get really into detail with this and they're 
their robots are just awesome and they're so destructive and it's just cool to see everybody's design so even if you're not into it like into building robots or anything it's just something really cool to watch uh so they're on abc um and, and they just started their new season so the first thing that caught our attention right in the first episode was the stand that they were holding the trophy in mm-hmm. that um whoever won the competition would win that and the trophy. stand itself was a robot yeah, it was basically a robot arm with uh, five fingers. With articulating fingers that kind of rotated the, the trophy, which was in the shape of a nut. Not not a testicle. We're talking about... <laughs> That'd be a weird trophy. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you won a robot competition, have a testicle. Yeah, So and, and it was rotating uh, the trophy, like, in a really, like, graceful way. It was Exactly. Beautiful. Like, the it thing is, beautiful. you have to understand that this is a mechanical robot, and what it was doing was it was just seamlessly just rotating this glass platform on which the trophy was resting, and the way it rotated it was that it was moving finger by finger and just placing it at a certain point on the platform. And the video actually shows the guy who made it and he was just talking about how much programming it took to actually build this. Um, and each finger actually has a camera in it. So that camera can actually see the point where it needs to go in, in order to keep the platform stable. And it slowly moves to that position. Now, the other cool thing was the fact that, you know, in the actual show, you see it rotating kind of kind of slowly. But in the video, you see that he was practicing with like a, a hard piece of wood and he could actually rotate it really fast. It was almost to the point where it was spinning, but mm-hmm. it was still doing it really precisely. Yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful motion from this robot. And it, it took a, a not only a lot of time, but just a, it's just a beautiful piece of programming and engineering brought into the physical world. It was beautiful. I love it. It was awesome. I want one. (laughs) I want one. And they actually had a lot of people that admired it just like we did. Uh, And it was funny because, you know, we had literally just started the show and there was the host. She was talking on the stage and they just kind of like blankly just passed by the by the uh trophy yeah which and we were us. like whoa what the hell was that yeah yeah exactly we had to go back and yeah we were again. we rewinded it and it so uh cool. and we were just like holy shit that was awesome and then come to find out maybe like uh not even a couple of days later they posted a video of it on tested.com of uh you know there, there was this guy named norm he's like one of the main guys and he interviewed the guy who made the robot talking about how he made it and it, it was just amazing um they actually had somebody who did an imitation and um and Legos. Legos. It was so cool. Yeah, I want to. I want to go buy Legos and do it. Let's do it. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, the BattleBots. It's a really good show. We're it's getting really into exciting. it. Who knows? Maybe we might actually get literally into it and build robots and battle them and then put it up on our website, which I'm is not engineer. existent yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, guys, a website is coming. We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, but I mean that that's pretty much all we have to talk about this time. We pretty much covered everything we wanted to hit. Yeah. And we hope you guys had an amazing time with us because oh, man. Our, our one favorite thing is for you guys to listen, take away some knowledge from this, and ask us questions. We love being asked about this stuff and being able to talk about it. Like we get off on this shit, so mm-hmm. <laughs> always ask us questions. You can hit up uh, us up on Twitter. Um, we have our Instagram and what I'm starting to do there now is you know how they have like flashback friday and stuff like that so i'm going to be doing that stuff with technology and science so we have like throwback thursday i'm going to be putting something really old on there so you guys can learn something new yeah so if you want to learn something new every day 
you can either be on our Twitter, which is at uncompressed underscore, or uh, on our Instagram, which I think is the same. Same handle, guys. Same handle. Um, you can also find our personal accounts on there if you want to follow us individually and all that stuff. It's going to be really cool. Also, again, we're going to try to put everything that we can in the show notes so you can visit all the websites and everything that we're talking about and check out everything on your own. So, Guys, we love you and we appreciate you mm-hmm. and your listens. <laughs> again, intro and outro music done by Ventro. So always a shout out to Ventro. Thank you for helping us out with everything in our in our music endeavors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so this has been the latest episode of Uncompressed. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.